The 420th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog, pick them in college or NFL, and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 420, ha ha ha, of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. This episode is dedicated to one, a new friend in the Discord. Seems like, he, I'm assuming it's a him, because they're all hams. Uh, he, he'll fit in quite well with the rest of us. His name is The Chosen Wild One. Former college basketball player, just like me. Fan of Lorisanko, just like everyone in the Discord. So he'll fit in quite well. And if you're not in the Discord, make sure yet make sure you get in there and say hi. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, we got a UFC episode for you once again. UFC is back at the UFC Apex. It's coming Saturday night for UFC Fight Night. Fiziava versus Gamrot. It kind of be sh- for the UFC. It's a short fight card. We only got 11 fights on the night. Usually they like to ram a million, uh, ram two or three, or sometimes even four more fights on a card. But we got 11. Uh, today is all about the prelims. We're going to go over the six prelim fights, including a chunky guy heavyweight fight that we're looking forward to, I'm sure. Um, and some interesting uh, newcomers and returnees. And we, we got a bunch of everything. So we're going to give you that. Uh, maybe off the top, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Dana White's contender series. I'm not sure if my co-host wants to talk about that or not. We'll have to see. It was a mediocre night, but um, let's bring him in and we shall find out. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. I feel like on this season of Dana White's Contender Series, uh, mediocre nights are good nights. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. night. Yeah, night. yeah. Right. So, and it was, uh, you know, I th- I think I said this uh, in the Discord. The level of fighter might not have been higher on this most recent week. You know, if we're talking about entertainment purposes, the yeah. level of fighter may not have been higher, uh, but the excitement of the fights were. Like that, uh, the you know, the draw in the women's fight smack in the middle, you know, exciting grappling in the middle, you know, damn near a knockout at the end. That was pretty fun. And, you know, the heavyweight fight, it wasn't 15 minutes of sloppy heavyweight action. It was, you know, a minute and a half of sloppy heavyweight action, which you always appreciate more of. So, uh, yep. yeah, no, it was a, it was a pretty good one. And and I mean, our man Jong was on a heater. So you have to appreciate that. And as was oh. as was our friend. Jack, who I'm just going to, we're going to abbreviate the name, uh, <laughs> as, as, as was our friend Jack, who came straight out the gate with a five to one. So, uh, yeah, all, all good stuff. Lots of winners in there. Um, and looking forward to next week when we have, we have a, 
uh, it seems like a friend of the the Discord already uh, on the Contender Series. Uh, did have, have you been yes. catching up on that? Insider info, yeah, insider info. Now let's, um, what's his face is is out of commission. Um, James Krause. I guess we're going to be the new insider info Discord. <laughs> we're going to start charging Dan, right? We're going to start charging like he was. Never charging. <laughs> never. On we don't, never charge for bets. We don't charge. Uh, but we do. No get excellent info like having insiders tell us that uh one of their their teammates is going to be on contender series next week so i'm looking forward to watching the film and breaking that one down because uh you know hey we're always looking for a new patron saint of the discord too always got to accumulate more of those exactly it's good that everyone had fun and made some dough um are you excited about the prospects of any of these fighters that got contracts last night um, I, I'm interested in seeing what happens to Luciano. Um, oh, the I, it know, girl, you mean? She's the new I mean, it girl. I don't, I don't think he's she's so, an it he's girl. so annoying but, that, but he I, just doesn't, he doesn't really know what he's doing, does he? I don't think he so. Um, like Dana guy. Uh, I do, I do respect the fact that he passed on Alan because while Alan had like some bright moments, he also just like, I don't know, th- nothing seemed all that special about him in a division where they don't really right. need new people, and he's a 5-0, and 33-year-old guy. So, like, if he's not wowing us, like, what are we even doing at this point, right? Like, he, he's just going to take a yeah. place on the roster. So, like, I, I respect that pass. I thought it was nice that he looked at the two women in the draw instead of just being like, ah, I'll bring them both in, whatever, they're cheap contracts. He did, like, actually sit there and think about, like, okay, well, what impressed me more? The fact that this girl who's a world champion in jiu-jitsu controlled her for two rounds or that the other girl spent two rounds defending from a world champion jiu-jitsu specialist and didn't get subbed and then came together with, like, some sick Muay Thai in the last round. Like, I think her prospects are higher there because she's got defense for one art if she started to develop the takedown defense. The striking seems there for her, so I think that was a good move. I think Godziev looks great. Um, you know, be, yeah, he's interesting at least for heavyweight. Yeah, he's weird because um, he's a former volleyball player. Who, man, I wish yeah, I that's a, vo- who- that's a volleyball player playing body for sure, right? <laughs> it was weird. A bowling ball playing volleyball. I, I can't remember who said it in the Discord, but it literally made me laugh out loud. Like I was drinking something and I almost spit it all back out. Um, and it was they. They said I'm pretty sure Godzi have changed my brake pads this morning. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. That does look like a guy who I've seen. Uh, and, and somebody said he looked like a, a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or like I mean, he's a weird looking dude. Uh, but he looked good. I mean, threw a big strike at the beginning, defended some submissions, wound up with good positioning, uh, did all the things you'd want him to do. So I, I like him. Uh, I, you know what? Anytime you get a 20-year-old prospect, Igor Da Silva, uh, you know, like there's there's room to grow. How fast he grows and how much they feed into the wolves will certainly tamper that. Yep. Yeah, Gaziev hit, hit uh, stunned his opponent with a big strike, and then of course had to rush in and get himself tied up and let his opponent uh, let his opponent recover, which is classic MMA for you, right? Especially heavyweight MMA. Oh yeah, I- I'm gonna crash right in instead of you know just step back and uh hit him again <laughs> see how hurt the guy is and do it again exactly but yeah um and you warned everyone about uh alan car yeah she did not look good i yeah 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 i mean she looks it's, it's great. not it's not 1993 anymore right maybe she now. looks great grappling right like she looks <laughs> sure. phenomenal grappling um uh, i thought her positional jiu-jitsu was good i thought her her submission attacks were good granted she didn't finish any but that's because luciana was doing a lot of the right things but at the end of the day like you got to have gas and you got to have at least a little striking. And she didn't have those things. And that 
with her, her record being only four and zero, and her taking this fight on short notice, like there's plenty of time for her to fight two or three times on in LFA and just come back next season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no gas tank. Very small, one dimensional. Yeah. And she was getting pieced up on the feet. So I, I was going to be shocked if she was going to get a contract. So I'm kind of glad she didn't because she, she definitely isn't ready. So, so that was last night contender series. Uh, we have fun on that. We have a UFC event coming up, as I mentioned off the top this week. Of course, there's always UFC. Actually, as I'm saying, there's always UFC event. There isn't one next week, is there? And no, there are plans for us, apparently. There isn't. But we got a Cage Warriors card. We're obviously going to do Contender Series once. And, and we'll, we'll find various other assortment of things to talk about. Bellator 300 is not next week, right? Too bad. Darn. Yes. <laughs> it, it's probably the same night as like a UFC pay-per-view or something. Because Bellator. Bellator is always going to Bellator. Correct. Bellator until they're, got, until, they're in, until they're not Bellator anymore. Be- Bellator gonna Bellator. <laughs> yep. Until they're not Bellator, and then who knows what they'll be at that point. Either out of business or PFL, depending on who, who you trust. Anonymous people on Twitter or uh, people with barely any followers. All right. <laughs> we're we're gonna make some picks right after I tell you about DraftKings. That's a pick we all can agree on. Ha <laughs> ha. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Who do the Cowboys have this coming week, Dan? Um, What's the line and do you like it? uh, I mean, I always like it because the Cowboys line. Who do they... Now, now you're making me draw a blank. You put me on the oh. spot, and I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Is it the Giants or the Giants next? Oh, Cardinals. They're playing the Cardinals this week. Um, so and of course, two and the, the Cowboys, obviously. Yeah, yes. we, we've obviously, talked about yeah, this. Okay. They, they're winning all the time. Yes. Yeah, they've they've yeah. they've scored seventy points in two games. Number one in the league. All right. So, so what are you taking on them this week? It doesn't care. You don't care what the. Uh, yeah, whatever the spread, the spread is. is. Yeah, right? just take them. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care. Take it. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can match just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code SGP, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And as I've said in the past, with all, the, all that money that you're going to win, thanks to betting on the Cowboys, you can get yourself some tickets to some hot events from game time because that's the place to go for last minute tickets or just tickets in general because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning in months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more aka mma the game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference Here's what you need to do to snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code C. I'm messing up again. How many weeks has this been? I'm still doing it. C F B X for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code C F B X for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's go to busy versus Gamrot. Shall we? We're not going to talk about that fight quite yet, though. We're going to t- give you the prelims. This Saturday is when it's happening. UFC Apex is the place to be. Of course, I don't have the start times. Do you have it in front of me, or shall I Google it, Dan? Uh, the prelims, I know, are at 4 p.m. Eastern. 
All right, 4 p.m. Eastern prelims, 7 p.m. main card, both on ESPN+. Plus. I don't know the situation up here in Canada. If it's not TSN, then you'll have to watch it on UFC Fight to Pass. And we are starting with women's bantamweight. Apparently, that's a division, and there's fighters in it. So we're going to break down the fights, because that's what we do here. We got Monsteret Hendon. So we have two Monsterats now in the UFC versus Tamaris Vidal. Where is the other Monsterat? Is she ever going to come back? Montreal Ruiz fought not that long ago. Yeah, yeah and she lost. Yeah, right. Yeah, she, didn't, she didn't look good, yeah. but she, I mean, no. she, it's not like <laughs> that's right. I, she'd come back. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure she already has another. You're talking about Conejo, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure she's already fighting the new Ronda in uh, in November. There you go. The new Ronda, the new it girl. Fantastic. No, no. Other, other Ronda. Oh, you're, oh that's you're, right. You're There's talking about Ronda. Rondinha and I'm talking about Eduardo yes. Mora. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, who also yeah, has yeah. the nickname Ronda. Dude, it's just going to be a generation of these women. Cause dude, like yes. that's, they, they, and she, she inspired a generation and now they're all going to have her as a nickname. <laughs> a Brazilian generation, basically. Right. It seems to be yeah. all Brazilian women. Right? Um, no, because is it, was it, is it Dudakova? Who's the Russian Ronda? Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why Gumby's here. He he remembers things. Yeah. There's a lot things. of Ronda inspiration out there. <laughs> there sure is. All right. This is Montserrat Rendon or Hendon. I guess it's Hendon, isn't it? No, it's it's uh, Mexican. Oh, yeah. She's Mexican. Brazilian. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> Rendon. She is Mexican. Uh, Montserrat is a Mexican name. And she's fighting Tamiris Vidal. That is a Brazilian for you. Uh, Rendon Monster is the nickname. Five and oh. Uh, no finishes, and she's never been finished. So we got five decisions for her. Uh, September 2022 was the last time she fought. That was Invicta, so she's one known Invicta uh, overall. Was a regional champion before that. Also a pro grappler, two inches taller than Vidal. This is her UFC debut. She's at plus 200. Vidal, Tratora. We talked about this before. That means? Tractor? Tractor, correct. What woman doesn't want to be nicknamed Tractor, right? Yeah, let's try calling more people that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, you, you call your wife a tractor after we're done here, Dan. All right. Um, uh, I'll report back. Yeah, report back. See how it goes. Uh, Vidal, 7-1, one, one knockout, two submissions. She's been submitted herself once. One low in the UFC. She's won six straight fights. She's not lost since March of 2019. Two straight fights. She's won via finish. She used to fight up at featherweight. Apparently, that's a weight class, too. Uh, you remember? You know what she's the champ from, Dan? in a previous life oh um uh samurai Fighthouse. yes samurai Fighthouse champion on her mantle uh nine years younger than rendon minus 225 go ahead uh i'm gonna start with tamiris vidal um yes. i don't yeah Correct. i i don't know have you watched any film on montserrat rendon uh, i know i feel like i may have not recently if okay I so um, I went yeah. back and because I, I didn't remember either. And then I pulled up her record and I was like, oh, she's from Invicta. I don't remember her being from Invicta. Um, and she fought Brittany Cloudy. Uh, I don't know how many people know Brittany Cloudy, but Brittany Cloudy's six and five in her career. She was four and four at the time when she fought Rendon. And uh, she is Brittany Cloudy at six and five is eight times the striker uh, than Montserrat Rendon is. The speed at which Rendon throws punches is like it, it's almost comically slow. I thought it was a joke at first. I'm gonna be real <laughs> honest. I like real like and, and if people out there think I'm being mean, just like go, go watch that fight. It's on YouTube for free. Go watch 
Brittany Cloudy versus Montserrat Rendon and tell me that her strikes don't look like they are coming in slow motion. Um, and, and the thing about Vidal is, is Vidal like a world beater? By no means is she a world beater. She beat Ramona Pasquale in her. Yeah, her UFC <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, that, that's not a great win either. She, you know, no. she fought, I mean, she fought Martina Jindarova, uh, who's been on, um, PFL since then. But like we saw in that fight with Pasquale, she's like got chops, right? Like she's not pathetic. And this striking looks so bad. Um, so like, trust me on this. Go watch it. You'll feel really good about the negative 225. I think it's a great line, actually. Yeah, I'm taking the tractor to run over the monster uh, as well and spit it out the back of of the whatever tractors have. Those things that chop things. I'm a city <laughs> well, boy, Dan. I can tell. <laughs> Are you talking about um, a log splitter? <laughs> uh, no, a log splitting tractor. I don't know. It, 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 the tractor is just going to eat up the monster is what I'm okay. saying. Okay, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, she's way younger too. Uh, that, that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. Um, why is Randon? I guess they need bantamweights. That's why Randon's yeah, there already. After they signed. Fights. They signed a slew of bantamweights all of a sudden. Uh, that yeah. was like something they did. It was like her and Nora Cornell and uh, I'm trying to remember the other. There were like two or three bantamweights they signed all at once. And uh, you know, like, so like I think they're just trying to bulk up a division that now doesn't have a champion, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And Rendon, yeah, if you look at her resume too, it's not uh fought anyone very good here. So probably isn't ready for the UFC yet, but we shall see. We're both in on Vidal to start things off. Now we're going dropping down to women's strawweight, Mizuki in a way. I see her, she all she's going by Mizuki in some places, just Mizuki, one name I, only, like like Prince. I did see that too. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Will she go to a symbol next, do you think? I would appreciate it. Yeah, it would be cool. And and write <laughs> slave on her face, like Prince. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Maybe not that. That might be too a step too far. She's fighting Hannah Goldie, which is the made up name. Her name's Goldschmidt. Is she related to Paul Goldschmidt? No. It would be cool if she was. Yeah, all those things are true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it would be cool if she was. Um, all right, Paul Goldschmidt always does always does well for me in uh, fantasy baseball. So, uh, all right, Hannah Goldie, twenty four K is the nickname. It works better than the fifty K nickname we'll be speaking about tomorrow, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a slightly better nickname. <laughs> slightly, but what isn't? Um, all right, Goldie, six and three, one knockout, one submission. She herself has been knocked out once, one and three in the UFC, lost her last fight via TKO. It was back in July of 2022. Totally forgot she was even in the UFC, but she still is. Uh, it's not one since September of 2021, the halcyon days of 2021. Uh, used to fight at 125 pounds. So up at weight class, one no on contender series, an inch taller than Inouye. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, and more active landing strikes based off of their... I guess she's got four fights in the UFC, and Inouye has two, so kind of small sample size. Uh, Goldie has outstruck her opponents, despite going, only going one and three. She's outstruck them by 0.83 strikes a minute, plus 255. Inouye, a.k.a. Mizuki, 14-6 with nine submissions, never been finishing a fight. One and one in the UFC. Did lose her last fight. That was back in August of 2020. What's been going on with her, Dan? Injuries? I, uh, I know she had some injuries. I think for a minute there was some visa issues. You know, there's a whole bunch of things going on there. Yeah. It, was that her that just went by my house? Um, does she have a motorcycle now? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. In a way, is not one since August of 2019. Used to fight up at Flyweight as well. Four and three in Evicta. She fought for the belt in that weight class, actually, or in uh, that promotion. Uh, was a regional champion. 
Has missed weight before. That was a little while ago, but still something to keep in mind. 11 and 2 is a pro cape boxer. Four inches of reach on Goldie, two years younger. She got a, she's got. she been outstruck in the UFC by 1.87 strikes a minute, minus 298. Give me Inoue or Mizuki. Um, if I remember correctly, Goldie isn't good. <laughs> from, what I re- from what I remember, it has been a while. But from what I remember, she's not very good. Uh, Inoue, I remember thinking, was fairly good, um, it, relatively speaking. Um, the better kickboxer, obviously better striker um, with more of a reach advantage here. Obviously, the layoff is a bit of a concern, but Goldie has not exactly been active either. She's been off for over a year as well. So give me Inoue. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think uh, the thing about Inoue is that, like, I, I think she's got all of the, like, all the potentials there. Um, and, and there's plenty of reason to really like her. And I will say this, like, she fought... Amanda Lemosh was her last fight all that time ago. And yeah, she didn't beat Lemosh. And, you know, most people at, at the very best would argue that in a way won like one round. Uh, and it was probably like, it's probably the, the last round that she won against Lemosh. But like she went toe to toe with Amanda Lemosh for 15 minutes. That's not easy to do. She has a split decision with Virna Jandaroba. And that was over a five round fight too. Uh, that was an Invictus uh, Strawway title fight. So, like, she, she's been in there with really tough women. And the thing about Hannah Goldie, if we're breaking down why we think she's quote-unquote not good, is she's kind of <laughs> she, she's kind of a bully. Um, and, and she's one of those fighters who I think generally when she can't bully somebody physically doesn't look very good in there. Um, and the people she's failed to bully are, are like, you know, like she failed to bully Molly McCann or Deanna Bilbicha and Miranda Granger. And those aren't names that I think of as being more highly, you know, impressive than Mizuki in a way. And, and in a way is a really physical fighter and probably a better striker too. So yeah, everything points here to in a way. Classic Jeff fight breakdown. eh? she's not very good. I don't, not I don't good think either. she's good. <laughs> I think she's good. That, that comes, that did come back and bite me fairly recently. I think, didn't it? I can't remember who I, I put all these losses behind me, but yeah, I, I think for once that someone was actually good, but who's to say, uh, you know, one, th- one place that is good. Other, uh, is underdog fantasy. My transitions as well are flawless. Underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. I don't want to play football after seeing that guy and his leg. Oh, Nick you know, Chubb's like, leg, man. Gruesome. Yeah. Your leg's not <laughs> supposed to turn that there. There's not a joint there. Is there that turns that way? Not that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyhow, underdog's got a way you can do that and not get your leg snapped in half. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. $100,000. That sound good? Because they have $100,000 Sundays continues on underdog fantasy. A total of $2 million in prizes all season long. That's enough even to make Gumby uh, possibly inter- be interested in it. 100000 in prizes this week. 10K to 10 people this week. New sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. This week's higher lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards 9.5, 91.5, excuse me, 91 and a half receiving yards. 9.5, I would take the over on. 91 that's, and a half, that's a bit tougher. I'd still think you'd take the over on that. Oh, really? Okay. Who's throwing to him? Tua, right? Tua. Am I right? Wow, yeah. look at me. Look yeah, at me. You, I, I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm 2 0 in fantasy this year. Look out, baby. <laughs> All right. So yes, yeah, so this week's higher or lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards 91 and a half higher or lower. Even if you're wrong, you still have a chance to win 10K. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. 
When you sign up for the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Remember, Tyreek Hill, higher or lower. Check that out when you're on there. Hall of Fame bets. Check them out as well. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Check out Tyreek Hill, perhaps. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Okay, no more women on this episode, but we have a uh, women's strawweight fight tomorrow. We're going to move to the male side. I am we're going to the big chunky guys, heavyweights, two of our favorites, right, Gumby? This is, uh, this is, these are people we know. <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking Chase Sherman uh, for some reason, but then, oh, it's Jake Collier, but not much difference at this point. We got Muhammad Usman versus Jake Collier, the big boys swapping leather. Hopefully they swap some leather, not for too long. We're going to tell you about Collier first. He's the prototype. We still haven't figured out what he's a prototype for, right? That's. I think we're going to officially label that his middleweight nickname. <laughs> he probably, possibly, yes. He's a prototype for a uh, middleweight that eats and turns into a heavyweight. Uh, he's 13 and nine, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. He's the reverse uh, Jared Cannonier, then, right? Yeah, he just swap positions. Yeah, the old, the old uh, reverse cannoneer. <laughs> he did. There's a title. I stumbled across the title. Or Gumby helped me. The old reverse cannoneer. Everyone listening has already seen that in their feed uh, on this podcast. All right. Um, the prototype. I told you about that. Thirteen and nine, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. Five and eight in the UFC. Zero oh and three and one and four over his last three and five fights. Yet he's still here. That's heavyweight for you. Used to fight at light heavyweight and middleweight. Was a regional champion. 2010 pro MMA debut. Inch taller than Usman. He was 26 pounds heavier than him based on their last weigh-ins. Collier comes right up uh, up to the 265 um, limit. 20, uh, I told you that. He's six times more active when he strikes than Usman, which is pretty crazy. Better grappling stats. And he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.8 strikes per minute in the UFC. And he's at plus 135. Mohamed, the motor Usman. That does not fit the motor. I mean, he's got a better motor in this fight. Is that? <laughs> but he does not. Don't you have to like throw punches and stuff to have a motor? Like he doesn't. He. I think he lands point seven one strikes a minute or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, interesting name. But it's it's a mo, and his name's mo. Anyhow, the motor, Mohammed Usman, younger. No, he's older. He's an older brother of Kamaro, right? Oh, I think he's younger, if I'm not mistaken. Younger brother of Kamaro. He's bigger though. Uh, he's nine and two. This is Usman. Four knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. Two and only UFC. Two and only Ultimate Fighter and the champion of the season. Uh, he's not lost a fight since May of 2021. That was in the PFL. So he, he went 0-1 PFL. He's got an inch reach on Collier. He has been out strike over his two UFC wins by 1.7 strikes per minute. He's at minus 142 on the board. And Gumby gets to break down this amazing fight first. I mean, you just can't. It's wild. The, the UFC, you can't pick other guy, Dan. You, you're going to say you, you can't you can't count on Jake Collier, you, but you can't count on Usman either. I think you can, though. Here, here's, I right, guess here's, he wins. Here's, here's my argument on this. He won two. 
And the I was saying after the second win, I was like, you whoever they book this guy with next, you can't pick him. And the UFC was like, you want to bet? Uh, and then they were like, Jake Collier is still on the roster. Um, because, like, let's face it, you know, you, you were saying Usman's motor is good, right? But his power is, and his ability to control somebody is at least good enough, right? Like, in terms of middling to low level heavyweight action he's good at holding people <laughs> in place which is i realize a lot of caveats but like that's enough to beat jake collier who punched himself out fighting chris barnett right chris barnett had a way better set of cardio than jake collier did and it cost him a fight and got him tko'd so like i think usman's got the better cardio he's definitely got the better wrestling and he's got 20 times the power punching so, like, unless you think Jake Collier is just going to, like, jab his way to a victory, which, by the way, would be so MMA for that to happen. Um, unless you think that's going to happen, he has no path to victory. He's not subbing him. He's not knocking him out. He's not taking him down and, and grinding him out. Like, he would just have to jab for 15 minutes to win this, and I don't think he can do it. Yeah, he'll eventually get caught by uh, Usman. So, yeah, this is going to be a uh, not a fight of night uh, winning fight. Maybe Usman can win performance of the night because Dana likes violence. But yeah, I uh, this is not going to be a, a fun and a fun fight, uh, especially won't be fun for Jake Collier. Because do you think he's going to get knocked out? Are we going to go uh, take a prop in tomorrow's episode? Do you think on Usman? I, I am leaning Usman KO prop. I hadn't looked up the there number yet, but like. He should, I mean, like, he throws hard enough, right? It's, oh, man, yeah. it is, it is plus 400, my friend. Wow. <laughs> Gumby and I have figured out our tomorrow's show already. Well, yeah, okay. there you go. Uh, it's, right, not on go a, it's not on a lot of books, I will just say, right now. Like, it's not posted okay. in a lot of places, but, like, the place I see it posted right now is plus 400. Fantastic. All right. Let's move to middleweights, because that's such a better weight division than uh, heavyweight. Jacob Malkin. Cody Brundage are going down, like it's 185 pounds. Brundage, we'll tell you, but first eight and five, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, two and four in the UFC. He's taking this fight on short notice. He was on your show and talked about it, right? Last week? Yeah, we talked We talked about how much he jumped guillotine and how he's taking a bunch of shit for it. <laughs> yeah, and he got a new contract, I think, and taking this fight, right? I think that's was the deal. I think it was the one before uh, he okay. got a new contract. He took a short notice fight and he got this one. Because he's he's lost three three straight fights, so uh, we'll have to see how ironclad that contract's going to be uh, after Saturday. So he's zero and three and two and three over his last five. All one in contender series. He's good at losing, apparently. Uh, used to fight at light heavyweight. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at slash store Right when I said he's good at losing, he sticks it in my face with all his championship belts. He's three inches taller than Malkin. He's got better grappling stats. Uh, he has been outstruck over his UFC and contender series career by 0.39 strikes a minute. He's at plus 400. Vulcan Mamba is the nickname. Seven and two with two knockouts. He's been knocked out himself once. Three and two in the UFC. He's won three of his last four, including his last fight. He is a grappling champion. Interreach and a year younger than Brundage. Better striking stats and twice more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.06 strikes a minute. Plus 485. Obviously, give me Malkin. Obviously, I have to fade someone on short notice, but Plus, Malkin's just a better fighter here who's fought and beat better opponents and he's a better striker than Brundage and is a better grappler than Grundage, maybe Brundage. So, yeah, um, or Grundage, if you prefer. Yeah, Malkin's <laughs> the pick. Malkin's the pick. Yeah, I would say this. Um, 
I, I'm a little hesitant on putting Melkin in parlays at negative 485 because it doesn't just like add much to the value here. Um, and I will also just say like, if if anything, Brundage has big KO power, right? Like that's pretty much all he's got is like big KO power. He he can wrestle a little bit, but in this fight, I don't think he has the wrestling advantage. Um, because when you, I mean, look look at Cody Brundage's fight with Nick Maximoff. Nick Maximoff took him down pretty much at will and controlled him there. And then you turn around and you look at Malkin's fight and Malkin did that to Maximoff. And I know, you know, you can't use the the transitive property and MMA math, but like when you're just talking about wrestling skills and one of them badly out wrestled Nick Maximoff and the other one got beat up by Nick Maximoff in the wrestling seems pretty telling. So I, I'll take Jacob Malkin, I think has the wrestling to grind this out and win this. I also worry a little bit about Cody Brundage's uh, cardio because while, you know, he said he feels like it's going to be better this time out. He did gas out in his last fight, which was on short notice. This one's on short notice. He's up against a grinder. In addition to that, that that's somebody who is going to, to zap you a lot. So I think Melkin wins this fight, but I do say, you know, the power punching of Brundage, we've seen him shut people's lights off before, right? Like we've, you know, the, the Treshawn Gore fight looms large. Um, Gives me just the ever so slight hesitation, especially since Malkin was, uh, you know, once upon a time knocked out in, uh, in what was it, 18 seconds by Phil Hawes. So, you know, something to think about, at least. Yeah. Keep keep it all in mind. If you're going to bet this fight, bet responsibly, people. All right. Uh, what are we playing next? We are going to welterweights down a weight class. Tim Means versus Andre Fialo. I'm going to tell you about the Dirty Bird. Tim Means first. He is 32, 15, and one with one no contest. So this is fight one, two. This is fight 50 for him. This is a, a, a big fight. Fight 50, 19 knockouts, five submissions for him. He's been knocked out twice, submitted seven times. 14, 12 with one no contest over two stints in the UFC. He's lost three straight fights. Before that, he won three straight. He lost his last fight via submission. Uh, he's not won a fight since June of 2021. He's fight at lightweight somehow and up at middleweight. He did miss weight at lightweight once, so uh, not surprising there. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, 2004 was his pro MMA debut. Two and one is a pro boxer. Two inches taller than Fialo. One inch reach. Better striking stats. More active lane strikes and better grappling stats. And he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.32 strikes a minute. He's at plus 160. Fialo, 16 to 7 with one no contest, 13 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out five times, two and four in the UFC. He's lost three straight. So this could be a loser leaves town match. Before that, he won two straight. So 0 3, 2 and 3. All of his wins and losses over that five fight stretch have come via TKO or KO. So live and die by the sword for him. 0 1 with one no contest in the PFL. Three and two in Bellator, 10 years younger than means. He's been outstruck over in the UFC by 2.57 strikes a minute. He's at minus 175. Go ahead. I, I'm going to go Tim Means here. Whoa, uh, and you're hesitant about it. I mean, I, I'm a little bit hesitant about it because it's Tim Means on a three fight losing streak where he's been finished twice. But the thing about Tim Means is if you, I mean, if you look at his record, you can go back forever. He's in, uh, he, he lose when he loses. It's one of two kinds of fights. Uh, he gets submitted by somebody with pretty sharp submission skills. You know, the the Alex Moranos in the, you know, I, I guess he got submitted by Cowboy Oliveira way back when, or Kevin Holland, who's shown like low-key good jujitsu as of late. 
or he's in like a gritty ass split decision uh, where he, they, the two guys just threw back and forth. The judges have no idea what to do about it. You know, like they got, he split decision, Max Griffin, he split decision, Sergio Marias, Bilal Muhammad. He has a split decision with like the last time he lost a unanimous decision was uh, nine years ago. So like it's either he gets subbed or he's in like a gritty fight. And when you look at what happens with Andre Fialu, Andre Fialu does not submit anybody. So let's start there. Uh, that's pretty much out the window. He's not a big submission specialist. He has one career submission win in his whole life. Um, so like he's not a big submission guy. And he has shown time and time again that his gas tank sucks. It's really bad. Um, the Muslim Salikov fight. I mean, he might as well not have even come out for that third round. I mean, he looked tired in the second round of the Buckley fight. You know, you take the Michelle Pereira fight. Like, again, just pooped out in that the, the end part of that. Is it going to be bad enough for him to get finished by Tim Means? I don't know. But I think Tim Means can make it close enough to make me feel like plus 160 is worth it. I'm taking the younger guy with the power, obviously, because uh, that's how I roll. So um, Fialo is is the pick here. I think he can. Can Tim could, Means be hmm. knocked out though? Yeah, it's only twice, and this will be fight fifty. So very, very hard to do. But eventually, it's going to happen. It's not like he hasn't taken damage over fifty fights. So and, and I, I'm been, not saying he's going to. I'm going to say it has been. The last time he was knocked out was. Four and a half years ago, working almost five years ago at this point. Uh, and the one before that was, I believe, on the regional scene. So um, only once in the UFC, which is kind of crazy. Yep, it is true. But um, still going with it anyhow. So we'll <laughs> see. He's not maybe maybe won't necessarily uh, knock him out, but I think he's going to win. So it's, it's hard to really have faith in either of these guys. So give me the guy who's much younger at this point. So. Um, all right, we're to, off to our main event of the prelims, Bantamweights, <clears throat> excuse me, Miles Johns, Dan Arjueta. wonder if there's any good nicknames in this fight. Let's see. Let's move on. Chapo is John's nickname. 13 to 2, four knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So finished in both of his losses. Four and two in the UFC, three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight. One no on contender series, was the LFA champion, used to fight at featherweight. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 0.78 strikes a minute. He's more active landing strikes than Arjueta, and he's at plus 154. All the determined is the nickname of Dan Arjueta. What a great nickname. I like it better than the, the later Dan. It's true. It's true. Uh, the Danimal. Uh, Arjueta, 9-1. Two knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in any fight. 1-1 one one with one no contest in the UFC. 4-1 with one no contest over his last six. The no contest came in his last fight in early stoppage by Dominic Cruz's favorite referee, right? Yeah. Uh, at this point, who isn't Dominic Cruz's favorite referee? Arjuata was also an LFA champion, just like John's. Uh, 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. He's fight at featherweight. Two inches of reach on John's. Better grappling stats. And he has outstruck his UFC and contender series. No, he was on contender series. UFC opponents by 0.96 strikes a minute. Minus 175. This is a tough one for me to pick. I'm going to go dog here. You would have thought John's lost more than twice in his career it just seems like he's been a bit of a disappointment but a disappointment but no only two losses um very good takedown defense for him um and i he has much better power on the feet than arjueta does even though he doesn't finish a lot of people he does have knockdown power in his hands um but 
you know, he, he can disappoint at times, but I, I still think I'm going to go dog here, close fight. So give me the plus 154 money on it. What did you say the line was on Argetta? 175 and you're taking him, are you? Yeah, I, I definitely am. I, I, I hear what you're saying about like the stats looking good for Miles Johns as far as his like takedown defense, but also like there have been times where I mean, first of all, uh, who's he fought that's going to actually wrestle him? Um, you know, we, we're talking about um, Vince Morales, not much of a wrestler. I mean, John Castaneda, who might be the best of all of them, shot one takedown the whole time he fought him. Anderson Dos Santos didn't take him down. Kevin Natividad, um, you know, Mario Batista, who is a good wrestler, didn't shoot any takedowns. Cole Smith. I guess is probably the best one. Um, so like, we're just not talking about him fighting a lot of guys who could take him down and look, Dan, Dan Argetta showed in his last fight that even people who do have good takedown defense, he can plow through. Um, you know, he took down Ronnie Lawrence pretty much right away, dominated the grappling positions, looked great on the mat. Obviously we got the very weird finish that winds up getting overturned to do a no contest, but like he came and he brought it to, Miles Johns. And the other thing about Miles Johns is when you bring that kind of fight to him, like a, a laboring fight, he does tire quickly. Um, we saw it in the Castaneda fight. He did not look good in that third round before he got arm triangled. So I just think Argetta brings a style that's not good for Miles Johns to fight. And also, I actually think his wrestling will play here. Okie dokie. There you go. That's basically the way this podcast goes. I, I take swings on dogs and Gumby goes chalk most of the time. So. Uh, what happened Wait. in the last fight? Oh, yeah. We swapped there. Okay, let's give you a recap. <laughs> hey, we had two fights that, that we differed on for a change instead of the old one. All right, I got John. He has Arjueta. Uh, means would be Gumby's pick. I have Fialo. And then we are on the same track the rest of the way. Malkin, Usman, Inouye, and Vidal. So that those, them, there are the prelims for you and that's the end of this episode. We're going to be back very, very shortly, though, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, to give you the five main fight breakdowns and our locks, dogs, props, and parlays. Told you about the Discord. That's the place to be. Sportsgummypodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. Follow my Substack. Subscribe. Get my podcasts and my writing and my pick em contest and all that stuff into your inbox money mma.substack.com gumby has a top turtle mma podcast that i listened to already this week he's got a couple of contender series people interviewed and they are go ahead therese finney and connor matthews both will be on week 10 there you go and of course the place to be for all things sports gambling and related is sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our patreon don't forget our patreon Support us so we can crush corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Back again tomorrow, shall we? Yes. It'll be the prototype Jeff Fox and the motor Gumby Vreeland, and we will break down the rest of the card. Bye.